Welcome to the Bridgeway Community Church Sunday Sermon Podcast. To learn more about Bridgeway, visit our website at bridgeway.cc. To watch this and all of our sermons, visit our YouTube channel and be sure to subscribe while you're there. For sermon notes, click the link in the description. Today, our founding and senior pastor, Dr. David Anderson, continues a series called High Five. Today's message is called Mighty in Fullness. Dr. Anderson will teach us that all we have in Christ is more than enough. So sit back, relax, and enjoy today's sermon. Good afternoon, good evening to Bridgeway Community Church, wherever you are in the world. We're so glad that you are joining us live this morning. Our Jehovah Jireh provides all that we need, and he is more than enough. He loves you, and I hope that you receive that message today. Speaking of messages, we've been talking about being mature and mighty in Christ, and we've talked about the offices that God has given to the church. We've talked about, we've talked about the operation of our gifts and our strengths to use in God's church, and we've We've talked about the order that comes with alignment and uh, the authority that God has placed in the house of Bridgeway Community Church, but the, the capital C Church as well. When you take spiritual authority, it can actually help move you towards spiritual maturity if it is expressed in a way that is loving and Holy Spirit driven. But today what I want to do is talk to you about the overflow of the fullness of Christ when your life is committed to him and when he fills you with the power of his Holy Spirit. Because when the fullness of Christ becomes a reality in your life and in my life, then we can indeed become mature and mighty in Christ. Let's go back to our key passage that we've been preaching from for this five-week series, High Five. We pick it up from verse 11, Ephesians chapter 4. It goes through verse 16. I'll just read 11 through 13 today, the word of the Lord. It was he who gave some to be apostles, some to be prophets, some to be evangelists, and some to be pastors and teachers to prepare God's people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up. And we talked last week about the five-fold ministry. Remember that? The apostles and the uh, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. It goes on then in verse 13 to say, until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature. And we saw a spiritual uh, equation for maturity. Faith plus knowledge equals maturity. It goes on to say, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. And that is where we're going to land today, that phrase, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. We've talked about being mighty in function, being mighty in faith. Next week, we're going to talk about being mighty in our fortitude, and we're going to end the series with being mighty in our fit. But today, being mighty in fullness. Let's pray and go to God and then get right into the text and the word. Lord, thank you that we can be mighty and mature in you. And I thank you, Lord, as you've been teaching us from this passage, help us even today to understand what it means to have the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. In Jesus' name we pray. Together everyone said with me, amen and amen. 
Well, Jesus says in John 10, 10, that the thief comes only to steal and to kill and to destroy. But Jesus says, I have come that you might have life and have it to the full. See, the thief is the devil. He's Satan and he wants to come to steal, kill and destroy. But when Jesus comes on the scene, he says, but I want to give you something that he can't. He gives death, but I want to come to give you life and life to the full. What Jesus is offering is himself. And it's in Jesus Christ that we find our most fulfilled lives. It's in Jesus Christ that we find our fullest selves. In fact, at the beginning of John, John 1:14, it says that Jesus came, here it is, full of grace and truth, full of grace and truth. So when we get him, we get the fullness of grace. We get the fullness of truth beyond material possessions, beyond popularity, beyond positional status. A life that is full in Christ experiences meaning and purpose in a sense of true fulfillment. The perishable things of life and the temporary things of life may be nice to experience, but they will never bring ultimate satisfaction and fulfillment. So what what does Jesus mean when he talks about the thief coming to steal, kill and destroy? Here it is. The thief can only take what you have. The thief can only take what you have. Thieves don't steal nothing. You have to have something in order for them to steal it. If you didn't have anything, there would be no need for the thief to steal. You have possessions in Christ. If you didn't have life, then he'd have nothing to kill. You can have life in Christ. If you didn't have anything, then there would be nothing to destroy. So I've just come to tell you today that you have everything you need In Christ, even while you're in your living room, even while you're looking at your phone, even while you're in your car, wherever you are, I want you to repeat this after me. You ready? Right where you are, say it. I have everything in Christ, all I need, all I am, all I will ever be is found in Christ. Can you say it one more time? I have everything in Christ, declare that. All I need, all I am, All I will ever be is found in Christ. Now, having looked at Jesus's words, let's look at one of the apostles who, in his book, talks to us about the reverse, the emptiness that we have when we don't have Christ. We find it in 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 18 and 19, says this, I quote, For you know that it it was not with perishable things, such as silver or gold, that you were redeemed from the, here it is, empty way of life handed down to you from your forefathers, but with the precious blood of Christ, a lamb without blemish or defect. Did you see that? We're redeemed from an empty way of life. When you have Christ, you have the precious blood that, as he says, as the lamb, without blemish or defect. The precious blood of Christ washes you. The precious blood of Christ bought you. The precious blood of Christ was shed for you in order to redeem you from the enemy who tried to take your life. 
And the precious blood of Jesus Christ redeems us in such a way that our lives no longer have to be emptied out and hollowed out by the things of this world which give us temporary satisfaction. The good news for you and the good news for me is we do not have to keep living the empty way of life that Peter is talking about in 1 Peter 1.18. It is a life that is always trying to, this empty life, trying to, to fill itself with possessions, with people, places, and things that don't satisfy. It is a Life of behaviors that takes joy from your soul, leaving you only wanting more, but feeling less. And when we go back to our key passage, we see that when we are mature and mighty in Christ, we are supposed to be attaining the whole measure of the fullness of Christ, Ephesians 4.13. So the apostle Paul, the other apostle, mentions the whole measure of fullness. Peter mentions the empty way of life. So here's the question. Which one do you want? The empty way or the full way? The hollow way or the whole way? You can choose hollow or whole. If you choose hollow, then you will keep filling your life with everything else but Christ. Christians and non-Christians alike often fill their lives with everything else but Christ. (laughs) Pursuits that busy them. People that bug them. Possessions that burden them. Popularity that blinds them. Priorities that bury them. Places that bankrupt them. And they wonder, After having all these things, why am I still unfulfilled? Why don't I feel full? Well, it's because they're temporary. They lack purpose for which you've been created. But when you live a life on point, when you live a life of purpose, when you live a life focusing on producing fruit for God and pleasing God, you will experience a life of fullness in Christ. So then what does that life look like? What does a life that's whole and full in Christ look like? First of all, we've got to recognize that we already have fullness in Christ if we're in Christ. That's the first thing we must recognize. Fullness in Christ is first realizing I already have it. I don't have to just go do things to be full in Christ. When I accept Christ, remember he says, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to God except Through me, he also says that I've come that you might have life. He's offering himself. So when you receive him, you have everything you need. Everything is in him. Fullness is in him. So the first thing we must recognize is that we already have the fullness if we have Christ. Colossians talks about this where it says in Colossians 2.9, For in Christ, the fullness of the deity lives in bodily form. In Christ, the fullness of the deity lives in him in bodily form. But the very next verse, 2.10, Colossians 2.10 says this. You have been given fullness in Christ. There it is. So you see, you're already full in Christ. If this is true, then what does Paul mean when he 
says in Ephesians to attain the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Well, maybe I can explain it through an illustration. Imagine taking a bucket and going to the beach and walking into the big, vast ocean. And here you are standing in the ocean. Now, pretend that that bucket represents your spiritual life. While it is true that you are standing in the abundance of water, it's not until you take the bucket and put it down in the water that the bucket will be full. In the same way, it is not until you dip the bucket of your spiritual life into the things of God that you will become mature and mighty in Christ. There are many Christians who are standing in the abundance of Christ positionally and theologically, but have not filled their spiritual buckets of faith with the abundance of Christ. It's not that you don't have the abundance. It's not that you don't have the fullness. It's that you have not dipped the bucket of your life to take advantage of everything that's provided for you. You have been given everything for life and godliness. And there are a lot of Christians, they feel the water. They appreciate the temperature. They splash and they dabble in the water, but their spiritual buckets are still empty. How's your spiritual bucket You see the abundance and the fullness all over you like the ocean. But you're wondering, why is my bucket not full? If he tells me that the fullness is there, if when I receive Christ, I have everything I need, then why am I not experiencing the fullness? Maybe, just maybe, your bucket's already full with other stuff. Hmm. Maybe what some of you need to do is clean out your bucket. In football, it's hard to catch a ball that's being passed to you if your hands aren't empty because it's full with other things. Sometimes it's not that we don't have the capacity to receive all that God has given us. It's that we are occupied with other things. And until we let go of those other things, we can't catch everything that God has for us. I'm going to surrender and submit to you that some of you might have buckets full of a whole bunch of stuff that doesn't need to be there. Some of you, you need to clean out and empty out your bucket so that you can fill it with good things. So if that's the case, you say, okay, then, Pastor, look, I'm I'm in the ocean of abundance in Christ. I I, I feel his presence. I know he's here. But personally, I want to be filled. What what do I do? Well, first, repent. God, I'm so sorry that my bucket's been full with so many other preoccupations. But secondly, Once you recognize that you're full, once you repent of all the other things that that you may be full of that shouldn't be there, then what I want you to do is to reach for the good things and add them to your faith. Dip that bucket down and reach to to the good things that will fill your bucket. What are some of those good things? Well, we'll turn the corner to another passage and we'll fill up our faith with some good things that will help you to experience the fullness of Christ. Turn with me to 2 Peter. We looked in 1 Peter. Turn with me to 2 Peter in chapter 1, verses 3 through 8. And what we'll call this is, is living a life that adds up, if you will. What things can I add to my bucket? If I reach for good things to add to my life, to add to my faith, what What can I add to to the bucket of my faith that will help me experience the fulfillment and the fullness of Christ? I'm in 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 3. It says this. 
His divine power has given us everything we need for life and godliness through our knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. See, it's right there. You have all you need, your fullness in Christ. You have it right there. Verse four, through these, he has given us his very great and precious promises so that through them you may participate in the divine nature and escape the corruption of the world caused by evil desires. Did you notice? It says in verse four that he's given us great and precious promises. Remember earlier we talked about his precious blood? So here we see precious promises and his precious blood. Verse five, For this reason, make every effort to, here it is, add to your faith. Add to your personal bucket of faith. What are you going to add? Here it is. Goodness. And to goodness, knowledge. And to knowledge, self-control. And to self-control, perseverance or patience, and the perseverance of patience, godliness, and the godliness, brotherly kindness, and the brotherly kindness, love. Seven qualities that are right there listed that you can add to your faith to live a life that's adding up. Seven qualities right there that will allow the fullness of Christ to overflow in you. Dip your personal spiritual bucket of faith into these waters and fill it with these things. And if you do, you'll get what verse eight promises. Because verse eight promises something when you add these things to your life. When you live a life that adds up. When you recognize that you have the fullness of Christ. When you repent of the things that you have in the bucket that shouldn't be there. And then when you reach out to begin to fill that bucket with these seven qualities, it gives you a promise in verse 8. Listen to what it says. If we do. Verse 8. For if you possess these qualities in increasing measure. So it's something that's growing and increasing. We talked about the whole measure in Ephesians. Now here we're talking about increasing measure. For if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. Did you see that promise? That if you live a life that adds up and you add to the bucket of your personal faith these seven qualities then it promises that in increasing measure, you will be kept from being ineffective and unproductive. It says that right there. In other words, if you want to be effective and productive, if you want to be fruitful and faithful, successful, living life on point for a purpose, then add these things to your life in increasing measure. And as you do it, you will attain the whole measure of the fullness of Christ that was spoken about in Ephesians 4.13. If I were to put this sermon in a summary sentence, I'd say this. Jesus' precious blood 
and precious promises gives me all the abundance I need to fill my personal bucket of faith so that I can overflow with the fullness of Christ. Let me say it again. It's a long one. His precious blood and precious promises gives me all the abundance I need to fill my personal bucket so that I can overflow with the fullness of Christ. Friends, when you replace the the empty and hollow things of life with these seven beautiful qualities, God will begin to fill you with the experience of his fullness. What are those seven qualities again? Goodness, knowledge, self-control, perseverance, godliness, kindness, love. Maybe ask yourself, Lord, which one do I need to add more of to my bucket? (laughs) Goodness, knowledge, self-control, perseverance, patience, godliness, kindness, love. You know, one of the things you could do is do a study on these seven qualities you know what you're going to discover? You're going to discover that five of those seven qualities are fruits of the Spirit. Did you know that? Can you guess which two are not? Can you identify them? Do that in your own study. Ask God to help you dip the bucket of your faith into the waters of his Holy Spirit so that you have these qualities overflowing in you so you can be filled with the Spirit of Christ, filled with the Spirit of God, so you're not in a deficit where you're empty, or half full, but completely full to the point of overflowing so others around you can get all the goodness, the knowledge, the self-control, the godliness and perseverance and all those good things flowing out of you so it impacts and affects them. I close today's sermon with a prayer over you. And as I pray over you, I ask you to lift your hands wherever you are and just ask that God would take this prayer and take this message and fill your personal bucket, fill your faith tank, fill your spirit with the words from the sermon and the words from the prayer. Is it possible, Lord, that you can make this a reality in everyone under the sound of my voice so that they would become mature and mighty in Christ? Are you ready for the prayer? Here it comes. May the God of abundance give you a life that adds up and overflows in him, so you will be mighty in fullness of Christ. And I pray Ephesians 3 over you now, being rooted and established in love, that you may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ And to know that this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God in Jesus' name. Amen. And amen.